Hello, hello, and welcome to tonight's episode <laughs> of Dead Pixels with myself, Dan Kirkwood, and the Eggiest. Um, hey. That was pretty amazing. I tried changing the page and it didn't work. So technology <laughs> to start off with, my failure with technology, that was amazing. Right, so um, after last uh, last week's episode where we were talking about some different topics, so I, yeah, like failures on... Uh, Nintendo's part, I can't remember what I was talking about off the top of my head, and some awesome space stuff with Kirk, who's going to be going through some more of that good stuff today. Uh, I'm actually the one starting off this week, and hence the rambling and the nervousness, because I normally let these two go first, and then I go afterwards. Um, tonight, Yeah, I got this, I think, maybe. Um, tonight's episode, I'm going to be talking about virtual reality, um, and the future of uh, technology in education which i feel like is really relevant at the moment with everything that's going on so um i, I i'm not going to specify what like what level of education i work in but i work in education um at a level um <laughs> that's as much detail as i'm going to go into all my personal life um you might want to specify that you don't mean a levels yeah, yeah not a levels i mean to be fair the a levels don't exist in the states so they wouldn't have got that anyway but for any uk viewers yes i, I don't work at the a level level i work in education um, yeah, i'm not going to tell you what level of education i work at but it's a level <laughs> it's a level <laughs> Shit. Um, no um i work in education and over the course of the last um 10 months or so the face of education and the support system for education as a whole has vastly changed and vastly developed especially in the like secondary school higher education kind of level um a lot of technology and a lot of teaching especially has gone remote and i feel like we i was actually having a discussion with a colleague today about this i feel like the world as a whole especially with the covid situation as it is at the moment is on the crux on that point of a tipping point into the next generation of teaching and learning tools using up-to-date and newer technology specifically stuff like virtual reality now i i mean you guys know i'm i'm a big fan of virtual reality anyway i've got my own uh, my own headset i stream vr games as regularly as i can usually around work um but the tools available for virtual reality are vast, really, really interesting, and to me, really exciting for like what they're capable of doing. Uh, incoming passerby in the background. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's passerby wearing an Assassin's Creed dressing gown, so technically we shouldn't see it. Um, yeah, so. Um, for example, a couple of months back, I don't know when it was, it was a couple of months back, it was last year now, um, I went to an event in London for um, specifically looking at virtual reality and education. And during the, the day that I was there, one of the activities, we ended up having a demonstration by um, a representative of a company that was designing software for virtual reality, specifically in the teaching, uh, like in, the, in the education sector um he handed me a virtual reality headset it was one of the oculus uh i think it was quest uh devices he had one himself um and uh he put his virtual reality headset on i put the second virtual reality headset on and a cat appeared no um 
a bean, yeah. Um, a lecture theatre appeared in front of my eyes with him standing at the front of the lecture theatre. And then he put a presentation up on the screen behind him and then made a whale appear in the middle of the auditorium. <laughs> um, but it kind of emphasized one really, I feel like, important point in that I didn't actually need to be standing in the room with him for this to work. Mm. He could have done an entire presentation, mm. an entire lecture in that auditorium without me needing to be anywhere near him and this mm. i'd already been thinking about this anyway like i said i'm, I'm a big fan of virtual reality and I, i'm looking at ways of improving the way virtual reality improves our lives as a whole i feel like this is going to be the next step in gaming it's going to be the next step in education it's going to be the next step in entertainment as a whole mm. imagine instead of being at a cinema watching a film you are a spectator of the film from inside like once I, I will point out you're talking to film yeah. students here yeah are you <laughs> talking about students? potentially bastardizing everything we've been taught for the past yeah, five i've years. spent the past five years working <laughs> on my degrees and one of them you. is also a photographer you bear in mind you guys will potentially be at the forefront of this when it happens i like, don't want to have to try think about virtual reality when i'm thinking of a shot i'm like oh yeah that works but now i've got to think of it in 360 <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, uh, at this point, uh, at this point, it's going to be difficult to do. I appreciate no. that. The as the technology at the moment, the issue is that headsets are generally big and bulky. They're quite heavy if you're wearing them for for prolonged periods of time, but they are improving. Like if you look at the HTC yeah. Vive, which was kind of the pioneer of virtual reality in the first generation of headsets, and then Oculus came in, Valve came in with theirs. Uh, Oculus are the, the first ones to come up with the uh, next generation of virtual reality headsets. And I'm just going to get the name of the, the thing. So uh, it's the... Quest 2. Snapdragon. Um, yeah. Um, process. Um, I can't remember. It, okay, so the next generation of... Excuse me. Um, virtual reality processors is the snapdragon xr2 um the xr2 basically <laughs> multiplies the potential of this headset from having like i i can't remember the exact spe uh, specifications of it and i'm not going to go looking them up now but the base specifications make it so that it's just i think it's less than 1080 per eye for the the original virtual reality headsets it's more than 1080 per eye when you go into the snapdragon xr2 um, the processing power, the uh, visuals, the um, like, th the amount of um, rendering it can do in a specific space, everything has been multiplied to make it such a better quality, like experience. But the only headset that has this in it currently that is on production and on the market <laughs> is the new Quest Two. Um, so they are basically spearheading the next generation, which is absolutely fantastic. And the price is reasonable. Uh, when I say reasonable, it's not. It's still 200 and something quid. But um, it, is, it is reasonable. It's I mean, reasonable in comparison. To the first model, the yeah. first model of Oculus, yeah. which doesn't have yeah. nearly, nearly the capabilities <laughs> that they do now with even the hand controllers or anything like that. It costs you, like, cost you an arm and a leg, aka 600 quid. But 
Yeah, that's now half. But the I mean, price. I pay five hundred for my my original Vive, mm. and that's the whole kit and caboodle. I've got everything I need to do. I, I might end up at the end of next year looking at upgrading to the um, the Rift, whatever it is, Cosmos, yes. or I might I might end up just waiting now. Not Rift, sorry, the uh, Vive Cosmos. Vive Cosmos, um, yeah. Uh, or I might just wait for Vive to do their next generation headset. Now the base Oculus Quest retails at two nine nine. You can get a better one, which has the better headset uh, head strap, which is like that is basically the main thing they compromised was comfort, which I kind of feel is a silly idea when it comes to something you're going to be wearing potentially for a substantial period of time. Mm. You want to be comfortable. You want to be able to wear it as much as you can. Yeah. You pay an extra hundred pounds for the fancy, like yeah. bit on the top, but it is an mm-hmm. important part of it, and it's still it cheaper. Also, than have a... better specs. Yeah, uh, so the, uh, no, no, the, the actual specs of the Quest are the same. It's literally oh. just the headset that's different. Um, I believe, I believe. Uh, my mate bought one. For a strap. No, I mean all all of the headsets, like the uh, the Vive headset, you can get mm. a better head uh, strap for the top of it, and it comes with headphones on it. It's next yeah, year, 120 right. quid. Um, so, uh, but if you go and buy the Pro, which is what I think they were kind of leading on to when they introduced this, this strap for the, the Vive, the Pro comes with it. The Cosmos doesn't, but the Cosmos is a better quality product than the Pro and the Vive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, this is the spear that is needed to lead the charge into this next generation of technology and i know it puts pressure on people like yourselves when you're looking at filmmaking and stuff like that in the future but the potential that these pieces of technology offer is astronomical when it comes to looking at like business cases for universities business cases for museums for um uh, like architects you're looking at uh, me- uh mechanical training stuff like thief simulator i've been playing thief simulator you have to take a car apart piece by piece like minuscule little bolts you have to pull it apart completely the level of detail is incredible i'm like, i didn't know how this all fit together but now i can see it in my head every time i think about how to pull a car apart um they basically taught me how to steal spark plugs out of an engine it's great um <laughs> Great advertisement um, there. Get VR, so yeah. learn how to be a criminal. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful yeah. advertisement. Um, Spend but... 300 quid, make 300 quid. Easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's great. Um, but in general, like the the potential for the level of detail you can get and the um, immersion you can get from it, which is uh, the most important bit, mm. means that the next generation or the first generation to get this as an educational tool or to get this as a business, like part of a business model for running a business. Mm. We're on the crux of something big, but I mean, where I work, barely touch it. But like I'm literally pushing that, to try and get this introduced mm. into into our system. Because, I think that's because it's just not affordable though at the moment. Yeah, it really but isn't. it is. Like it's if, not, if it, not, if it's just average person. Not at the moment. An average school For, for a university not... student. A university student. For a university for student, I would Still, I would say for a, no. for a university student even less so, mm. because to to be a, a product that would have to be required by like a, a university student, mm-hmm. I mean courses don't have to be able to be completed most of the time yeah. without even being able to access a laptop. 
let me put this into perspective. Because laptops, for, for some students, laptops aren't attainable. How Even much do you reckon a university student spent of their maintenance loan on uh, housing? The majority, I'd say. Yeah, the majority. What if those students didn't need to travel and could stay at home? It's not going to work. That's not going to happen. Still because that much. universities... Focus, hello. Uh, universities <laughs> have agreements with uh, properties and landlords around the area to provide student accommodation. A lot of the the money that a lot of universities are half funded by these landlords that say, "Hey, push your students toward like a, a lot of university business is conducted around student accommodation." It you is. Can't, that's why it was because start the pandemic. The university was like, "Yeah, come back to us." Let me finish. I've only got like two minutes left. Yeah. So let me finish on this quickly. Um, yes, you are correct in that sense. Except for the fact that there will always, regardless of the situation and what teaching model universities are using, there will always be people that want to stay at the university and want to study at the university mm -hmm. rather than virtually. Mm. Expanding to a model where you can cater to both will be a victory. Now, imagine that the university can cater to anybody around the world because they're doing it virtually and they're doing it in a case where literally anybody in any can country I, in the world could attend. Can I bring up a point? Go for it. That is possible and even even more so attainable because of stuff like Teams and Zoom. Mm -hmm. And I think this year has been a, 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 a great example of it works in some cases. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It certainly doesn't work in all of them. Nope. And the cost benefit of going from providing a Zoom or Teams-based service mm -hmm. uh, to students to providing a virtual reality service isn't mm -hmm. there. Yeah, um, that's what I mean by we I are on the crux of be. this. Uh, yeah, I, I completely disagree. Due to the fact that you can do virtual tours of museums, you could take uh, architecture students through the building of different buildings. You could take biology students through the human body, yeah, piece by piece. I like there are so agree. so many fields within education where this would, but that's the, benefit that's not the a case of that's not a case of introducing virtual reality at home for students. That's a case of introducing one or two virtual reality labs to a campus. Which is yeah. already done. Like our university, because uh, Nick <clears throat> Craig went to the same university, um, had at least one in, uh, virtual reality lab or so. uh, virtual reality equipment accessible to students that required it, mainly <clears throat> IT and games development yep. studio, uh, students. Not students. I, I do want to. I do <laughs> want to clarify. I agree at the moment, but as the prices come down, as this technology becomes more and more on the market and easier to attain that paradigm is going to shift quite substantially, mm. I feel. Because if you think about all the students that will be able to attend, all the students will potentially save money from not... I mean, yes, from a business model. The I mean, I, universities make a lot of money from accommodation. Mm. But universities, in theory, could offer this course out to 10 times the amount of students, have 10 times the amount of intake, and make more money from that than they would have done from the accommodation, which makes yeah, the business then you've got model to... then more feasible. But then you've got to guarantee that the, these 10 times more students have a VR headset. And we'll also have the... Because another thing about uh, education is it's all got to be standardised. You've, you've got to make sure that every one of your students is getting the same experience. If you've got, um, say, a student that lives uh, in centre of Bristol, mm -hmm. all right, and they could have gone to a university campus in the centre of London, yep. um, 
compared to okay, compared to even me here, me and that person, even though we're less than 30 miles away from each other, are going to have vastly different experiences for two main reasons. Um, one, um, I would say finances. Um, this, I, this isn't my first point, but I would say finances, except I wouldn't because maintenance loans are uh, proportionate to how much you would have to spend. Um, yeah. So if you weren't spending as much on your property, uh, you wouldn't get as much. Yeah. But um, also uh, stuff like internet connectivity. Um, I get really, really fucking fast internet here. I know someone who currently lives in the center of Bristol who struggles to get a megabyte a second. <sighs> Oh, sorry, I will not clarify, even a megabyte, a megabit. <laughs> I will clarify that is an issue that is a thing now and we're still teaching remotely. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, like, yeah but... that, that, that is a fair argument, except for the fact that remote teaching is happening now. So if that yeah, was a that consideration, just... if this wasn't a consideration for that, then it shouldn't be a consideration for the virtual reality um, side of things. But, but considering considering slow internet speeds, you can pull up a chat room and you can chat to your tutors. You could probably call them. But if you weren't mm. to join them in a lobby on a VR lobby or something, that's going to be you wouldn't be able to join a video. Money. You wouldn't be able to join a video call for a lecture either. No, but you'd be able to access the it's audio cool. for it. Yeah, you'd be able to call. You'd be able to, be able to access the audio anyway. That w that wouldn't change if it was virtual yeah, but reality. No, no, but or teams. my point my point is it wouldn't be standardized. <laughs> that's why people aren't looking at doing uh, remote learning through Zoom and Teams on a long term basis. Is because this is the thing they are. I can guarantee you they, they, they are. They might be looking at it for backup perspective. No, no. I know institutions that are looking to push for virtual reality and for remote learning as the standard method of teaching. I know are at least three universities, for example. Though? Yeah, I know three universities that are doing it. Like, this is the thing. It's happening now. There's three but the people who's doing it because there's still a pandemic. No, no. But, I mean, King's University. <laughs> King's University is doing it. They're, it's in their, their business case. It's in their future case model that they've got ready and going it's happening okay, now in that case and that's so virtual reality that's if, not even just okay. remote teaching like this Sorry, is what? the thing it's it that's for virtual reality that's in their business case at the moment like it's happening now like this is what i mean like while it's not the standard of education now the standard of education a year ago wasn't remote education and it's happened well well, yeah, we've had examinations have happened. They've standardised no, the examinations. No, no, you're going off. No, 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 because no one, no one predicted a pandemic. No one was like, oh yeah, fuck it, let's get Zoom out there. There's been a pandemic, guys. No. Yeah. No, no actually, sorry. No. Zoom and Teams were both released properly and effectively during this pandemic. Teams wasn't uh, out and implemented in my institution until after the pandemic started. We didn't have access. I've been using Teams for years. Years, yeah. Oh, I've been I using for years. Like I, I yeah, didn't even know Teams was a thing until yes, March. Been a thing. Been so a thing for one, like three years, I think. One thing I've actually sort of done for the past sort of three years, um, because I've worked with companies closely, I've worked with companies' IT departments closely, mm. is um, I've been working with them to create uh, backups for like, what if your employees can't get in? What if there's, mm. you know, uh, to be fair, earthquake hits your building? Anyway, that's a, yeah, it's um, a and, thing to do anyway. And stuff like Teams and Google, although Google's kill, like, are trying to kill Hangouts, although probably not now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've been implementing you, those backups with companies. Yeah, yeah. I've been in implementing those backups with companies because I was like, there might be one day where none of your employees can get to the office. You still want them to be able to work. <laughs> and then the no, pandemic no. hit. You predicted like, it. It's your fault. It's your I, fault. <laughs> yes, it's my fault. Yeah. 
But um, like the companies that listened to me were, have been like, oh, okay, yeah, you did a really good job. Thanks. The companies that didn't have suffered. Um, I, 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 I've been talking about remote teaching and VR. I, I was pushing more towards VR, but remote teaching as a whole. I've been talking hmm. about all my, univer uh, all my uh, university or go with university, why not, um, for like two years. Nobody listened, so he didn't go anywhere. He didn't do anything, and this happened. I was like, I really missed the ball here. Fuck. I but mean, the, VR is a great technology, but it, I don't v think it's it's right. It's not feasible. To push for it at the moment. It's, it's not. It's not currently at a position where you can push for it to be the standard. You can push for it to be a feature, but not yeah. a standard. Okay, so at the moment, how many students do you reckon have to have a laptop in order to be able to do their their courses? Would you say um, would... all of them? But I would I would argue that ec from an economic standpoint, that's a problem because not all students can afford a laptop. Is that not why maintenance loans? Oh, I mean, maintenance loans specifically are for the living side of things, but there are also grants and there are also things to support students who can't necessarily afford that, so they can get the technology. That's that is a thing. But if you're if you're <laughs> if you don't have enough money at a point to be able to buy a laptop that you need yeah. for for university um because you'll need to buy you'll need to spend that money on food some point down the line mm. then the, the the institution should be supporting you to be able to get that technology yeah. so you can do your course and they do do that there are support for uh, features in places yeah. for institutions so that they can do that the oculus quest for example I'll get it. I won't because uh, I'm taking up a lot of time now with this country. I, just, I don't mind about the time. I've just got. I've just got a good point I can make. Um, laptops cost about the same as the Quest does. Augmented reality. Yes. Why not augmented reality? Well, the, most uh, people, I... most students, and I say this mm -hmm. with confidence, most students will probably have a smartphone with a camera on yes. the back, which has yeah. access to augmented reality. Yeah, that yeah. is a lot more feasible than a virtual reality. I think that yes. is a step in the right I, direction, but I think virtual reality is a long way off still. I, f I feel like they're, they're kind of, <clears throat> they coincide. Virtual reality, augmented reality, the kind of level that you'd need it to be able to teach somebody are kind of on par with each other. And that's yeah. not, uh, uh, VR's further along than AR is for yeah. teaching. V yes, oh, for sure, for sure. Because I think, I think for now, the way we're online, online remote working is, it seems to be doing all right. But I think, yeah, yeah if you want to go into the the basis of like seeing a model in front of you and being able to work around it you could just yeah have it in ar instead which a lot of people have access to over a mm -hmm. oculus rift put it, or they put could it just contact a friend mm. this cost me Go 500 on. quid <clears throat> right in two years the price of mm. this well the, the price of this has basically become obsolete because oculus quest right. have released one that's 200 quid cheaper Okay. I mean, my, my in another my point, two to five isn't years that you're wrong have a hang on a second my, my point isn't that you're wrong my point is you're pushing I'm not saying now. Hang, hang I'm on. not you're, saying you're, now. Yeah. But it, it is you're bringing up oh, too far one. of a point forward too early. But um, I mean this could be 5 years time it could be a feasible and affordable option. I feel like you're being a bit hopeful there, but <clears throat> I mean in the future yes. But I think I in mean, the we, future we we're not going to need it. Yeah. It's not going to. I mean, be, yeah, discussing. Is, but I, I think it's more from the point of being able to allow anybody anywhere to study at a university they want to do it without it having to travel. Yeah. The the expense of traveling, the expense of having to move your entire life and to pay for accommodation. All <clears> you need to do is pay for a headset. Done. Right. Yes. But how <clears> about that's the point I'm trying to make. 
someone, I'm definitely not going to be us because we're not, clearly not capable of doing that. But what yeah, if someone not. was to create, open an institution, an educational institution, which is just dedicated just to VR learning. So then people with a VR headset or plan to get a VR headset can then go to that instead, instead of already universities that are already in place doing that and forcing I mean, people yeah. to go out and buy an Oculus Rift. I think that's probably a bit more logical because then but people have the choice. to go out and buy laptops. Like this yeah, is but the thing. Of... It's it is it's. I, I feel but... like technology will end up shifting that shifting that way anyway. I'm gonna tell you, I can get a lot more use out of a laptop than I can a VR headset. Oh yeah, additionally, at the moment. Uh, you can get a usable laptop for, I mean, fifty quid. Yeah, yeah but it's like... not gonna it's not gonna run everything you need to run to do a university course. Well, it yes. depends on what you're doing. It's gonna run Word. It's gonna run a couple of tabs on Chrome. That's all you need. I'd be surprised courses. if a fifty quid laptop could run Chrome. Uh, can confirm I have a fifty quid laptop. Sorry, Firefox. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, then. I was going to say even... not Chrome then. That's not no, Chrome. No, 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 because then no, then definitely can run Chrome because Firefox is hungry for that PC specs, man. Firefox is. Whew. I thought I thought Chrome was the one that was notorious for RAM <laughs> no, Chrome, Chrome's, Chrome's the best. For Chrome. Firefox is bad. I used to run Firefox all the time, and it is. I switched to. Chrome They're both as bad like... as each other. I tend to uh, find yeah. I run them for six months and then I switch. And I run six months <laughs> Just give the laptop a break. <laughs> <laughs> right. Every, We've gone literally wants... like half an hour into this just because I oh, brought up a Oh, it was clearly a, a good confused... subject that we're it all kind of passionate subject. about. So, my my section's really short this week. I, 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 want, I want to end this by saying virtual reality won't necessarily be the be-all and end-all. Yeah. What I, my, my main emphasis is that it is... I feel the future of education as a whole because of the p potential it offers. But there will always be people who want an in-house education at the institution, and that will never yeah. go away because that is the standard. No. Yeah, but if you can offer so someone in China, someone in Russia, and someone in the States, for example, the exact same educational standard at the exact same rate, and they don't have to leave their homes to do so, the opportunities that affords... Well, I mean, to be fair, like the institution I work in is multinational. Like there are so yeah. many different people from all over the world. It's phenomenal, and that you mm. like uh, international students, international teachers. Um, the atmosphere is fantastic, but it would mean that like it it just affords people more opportunity. And I like the potential of that. I like the the idea of people going, okay, I want to study this. What do I need? It's saying that just that something that's it's, already it, done. It's off in the future. So, something that's it's, already done but is actually related very closely to your one of your points there um is so um for a bit more context about me i'm a film student but i mainly work events nowadays um but i say nowadays I haven't worked since Je december because, <laughs> because fuck covid uh, you haven't worked for a day or two haven't worked for 12 months uh, <laughs> there you go that's the point. Uh, um, 12 days 12 days but <laughs> um, VR attendance at events is something that has been on the table for the past five years. Mm -hmm. um, it hasn't happened because uh, there, there are so many technological limitations when it comes to providing that service and making sure it's standardized for everyone, mm -hmm. um, which was my, where, I, where my problems came from with, with mm -hmm. what you were saying. Um, but I think, I, think, I think wrestling tried it. I think WWE tried it. Yeah. And I think it, was, it worked okay. Um, the, but it the wasn't the technology is still limited yeah. at the moment like a vive wouldn't be very good for sitting and watching a, a lecture in yeah. at the moment 
the next generation or the generation after that as they get better but they also come down in price the next generation of headsets after the one we're in now will probably be around 200 quid i would say yeah. based on the trend that's going on at the moment um if that's on the table and the potential is there the potential for what people could do with this it's just i'm so excited <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that that's the thing i'm excited about this because it's it, it offers opportunity and it offers potential for people to take it imagine putting virtual reality in the hands of students and imagine what they would come away with it with no you, mean, you don't want to imagine trust me coming from an ex-student you don't want to imagine no. there'd be lots no, of phallic drawings everywhere Oh yeah, of course it would. I mean, I do that in virtual reality. So of course, doesn't go to every uni. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can find one in every uni class, man. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, but like the the potential for what the students would do with that technology to improve it, to make it better, to mm. bring in their, their like, it's it's exciting. Uh, anyway, I'm going to stop that there because otherwise we could probably end up talking. Go on, go on. Quick note: What about yeah. like? You know how Minecraft has its educational version. Why not yeah. have an educational headset which doesn't do games, but it does the bare minimal just to get into class and you have a class, yes. render a classroom, do that. That and it, that wouldn't be nearly as expensive because it's not nearly as spec hungry. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. That's a better option. That, yes. that it'll be, be like, like the Quest for your phone, but it's the edu education version. It connects to your phone, you connect to the thing, job done. Because that's how the Quest yeah. works. It literally just connects to your phone and that's it. Like. Yes, 100%. But these kind of things, like that's what I mean. If, if you could get something like that, that every potential student could get their hands on, and every potential student, doesn't matter where in the world they are, could attend mm. that class, how much, or like from a business point of view, how much money the university would make if everybody could do that? Literally every person on the planet who can afford one of those headsets could then potentially be a student. Oh, that university there does the exact course I want to do, but it's the other side of the world. That's fine. I just attend a lecture. You have t lecturers I, I doubling up. You have I, lecturers I, doubling up, so they do 12 hours apart, two separate lectures on the same course material. So it doesn't matter what time zone you're in, you can attend. Stuff like that. I think anyway. there's a few external factors that, that you're missing there's there when it comes to there, the there, economics lots. of, of yeah. universities no. and how they get their funding, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but this, this would be the thing. The funding would come from different places if the student dynamic and the way universities were Yeah, but being I, I'm talking more changed. about the regulation. And I think that's going to be a lot harder to change. Um, I mean, yeah, like there, there are hoops and hoops and hoops and hoops and hoops to like uh, universities and education sector as a whole is a democracy yeah, that is I've, so daunting and annoying. Um, trust me on that one. Um, yeah. From a staff point of view, the 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 democracy of education is a mistake. Exactly. Um, that's why. But I mean, it, it wouldn't change now. But pushing it for that change and being the pioneers that introduce that change into the system could change the education sector as a whole. Mm. And that really isn't a bad thing because the better educated people are, the less stupid they tend to be. Oh, yeah, I mean, but still, no I disagree with that. Tried, I, I mean, I no matter how we've tried, guys. <laughs> It made out of people that went to the best universities in the UK. Oh yeah. No, the best uh, the best universities money could buy. There's a difference. That's, <laughs> That's the one. The most expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> expense, expense and quality are two very different things. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, quantity, now, not quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that we spent like 35 minutes on my topic, let's swap no, over to. 
Uh, we've been going since 20 past, haven't we? There's like 20 minutes yes. left, 25 minutes left. Yeah, I'm That's sorry. All right. Right. It's all right. My subject's a breeze anyway. <laughs> yeah. I did, fun. like, I... Thank you, because I feel like that, that we spent the longest talking about that than I think we have anything else so far. Yeah. So I feel like I've done something good there. Um, yeah, we'll, and that was, well, we were that was fair at the moment. half so. of our fault. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, VR would be cool, I, I, but I'm looking, for I'm looking forward to the day virtual reality becomes affordable for everybody. Be because especially student. for... Uh, or this is the thing, like <laughs> gaming, entertainment, education, they will all benefit when this happens. Um, yeah. And I prefer gaming in VR than I do on a PC. Like it's more immersive, it's more fun. I've uh, that's part of the reason why I bought the headset. The day everybody can join me in that, I'll be a happy lad. Anyway, oh, I'm swapping well, over to Daniel-san. Oh wait, hello. Oh, I'm big. You swapped now. I'm You're nervous. the big picture. <laughs> uh, no. Um, all right. Space news this week. Not a lot's happened. I'll be honest. Been a bit boring. Um, the Astra 3.2 rocket successfully got into orbit, uh, which was the second flight attempt from Astra. The first one was a horrible, horrible failure where the rocket went up and then went the wrong direction. Uh, but this one went the right direction, so they didn't have to blow it up, it up? and it got itself into orbit. <laughs> Sorry, the right direction being up. <laughs> yes. Um, well, with the, the, with the last one, um, it's like when when rockets go up, they have to. Uh, go in one direction to like get their orbit, um, and then that direction is where the range is cleared. So if it does crash, no one's in danger. Um, but the the first attempt flight basically went up and then went pretty much ninety degrees the wrong way um, when it was going for orbit. So the um, the organisation, um, basically, or the regulator rather, that had the big explode the rocket button just went nope. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and blew the rocket up. But wow. They apparently wow. learned their lesson, and in their second attempt flight, they reached orbit, which is two flights better than SpaceX did because they took oh, four launches to get to orbit. That's funny. Yeah. That's, just that's, imagine that's... just going like, right, it's going to go left. Wash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much what happened. Wait, no. No. Um, the panic. The panic. Oh, uh, yeah, come yeah, no, yeah, that's, it's it's quite funny when you think about it. Probably not for them. Oh, it's no. probably a few hundred thousand dollars not funny for them. But <laughs> as a spectator, you can't help but laugh, right? Yeah, exactly. What else happened this week? Oh, SN9, you know it fell over? Oh, yeah. They've, they've stood it back up. It <laughs> looks like it's again. fine. The, uh, the, the, the wing tips at the top. Uh, are a bit crumpled and are going to need to be replaced, but it's fine. Man, it's space not like... travel is like a mess. It's fine. <laughs> it's um, fine. It won't yeah, blow that, up. that's that's <laughs> fine. It just needs the uh, fins to be replaced on it, and it should be okay for its test launch. We don't have a date for it yet, but my estimate of it being this t- before next year is now not very likely because it fell over. Um, <laughs> I didn't build those into my calculations when I said I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it before next year. Um... <laughs> when, rocket, when rocket launches go wrong, it's usually something catastrophic. So this rocket it just fell over, mate. It is super lucky it fell the way it did in the high bay because it fell in the way that it went and it leant against a wall. Mm-hmm. Like mm. If it had fallen the other way, the um, super right. heavy booster, which is what's supposed to get it into orbit before it takes control itself, um, is also stacked next to it 
So if it had fallen that way, it would have had probably about 10 more meters worth of momentum behind it and then knocked over another rocket body that's about the same size and then knocked that into a wall and would probably have ripped a hole out the si other side of the high bay. So it's super I, lucky I, it went the way it did and it didn't break you, anything. You sent me the, the tweet and I looked at that photo and was just like, if it had been 10 foot to the right, it would have just fallen straight out the door. Yeah. Like, how lucky is it that it's happened to fall in that exact direction at that exact angle? At least lessons. one engineer that was working on the uh, support stands for it is probably fired. <laughs> but, I, I, uh, I, I can't believe, I actually believe that. That's incredible. Yeah, thankfully, not too much damage done. That's Hooray. Uh, crazy uh other launches this week was uh rocket lab in new zealand mm -hmm. uh launched oh what's the mission called what's the mission called the owl's night begins which was a uh commercial mission to launch a communication satellite i believe Ooh. this is their 90 a strix a, a strix alpha satellite festive okay. series of spacecraft deployments for sinks inspective <laughs> Is the name of the the client that they were they were launching for? And say, it say is that again. Their sphincter what? Since Sinspective. Since, uh, okay. I thought you said uh, Sinkspective, and I was like, that's that's what I, I thought it was. it was, and I'm glad I reread it. I thought you I said sphincter something. So. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. check out this rocket, guys. <laughs> sphincter Spective. Um, <laughs> uh, but Full it moon. marks. <laughs> <laughs> it marks rocket labs <clears throat> voice it marks rocket voice. labs 96 successful satellite launched into its orbit and uh yeah i don't believe they plan on using <coughs> the fuselage but they did recover it from the ocean is that 96 times in a row successful or just 96 times in general i'm not sure that's a good if question. Row, if it's in a row, then fair play. They've got it. They've got mm. it down to a T. They know what they're doing. Uh, I cannot find the information readily available. Well, that means um, they, this has been a success every time. But what? yeah, pr oh, pretty. They, they, they I can't don't prove think otherwise. Many failures. Um, but also the NROL. Oh, oh, oh no! Why Ooh. am I trying to say this before I look it up? Um, Check it first. <clears throat> SpaceX are launching NROL 108. Um, hopefully tomorrow. They were supposed to launch it yesterday. Uh, however, a high pressure reading in the second stage caused them to abort one minute before takeoff. Uh -huh. um, doesn't appear to be a major issue. The payload is fine. The rocket is fine. Uh, it's just delayed launch until tomorrow. We don't know what's on this one. We have no idea. Completely confidential, and we can't even have to guess, really, um, at what constellation it's going to be a part of. Um, but if that lands, it will break SpaceX's record of successful uh, first stage landings. Of okay. It's currently at 19, um, like, uh, concurrent successful landings. Yep. And if this one lands, it will break the record and be the 20th successful landing of a first stage booster. Nice. Ooh. So let's hope it lands tomorrow. It's also a return to landing <laughs> site, which is rare to see. 
um, because normally like you land it on, uh, of course I still love you, or just read the instructions. Um, but it's coming <laughs> I love back. The fact that they're, they're landing pads. Uh, it's great. I love their their drone ship names. Sense of um, just... They also have Go Searcher, Go Navigator, um, and the two crafts they have to catch the fairings when they separate are mm. Miss Tree and Miss Chief, <laughs> which I love. Nice. I love. I love nice. their boats. Um, <laughs> I like that's clever. Boatface. But that doesn't exist, like that's not its name. Sadly, what, not. What, what's the be. one? In, what's the the ice scraper or the the gritter in Scotland called? Oh, uh, oh, it's something. Oh, it was something I'm along Boatie McBoatface's yeah. lines. Yeah. I'm just typed in icy McIceface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... yeah, yeah. Wait. Did I get it right? Ice and Ice Face! Yeah, it was! <laughs> um, it's a, Australia's new icebreaker. Ice and McIceface. That's Australia, though. But still, they've got a great name for it. It is uh, Just to jump back on the point about Rocket Lab, it is not 94 satellites in a row. They had an uh, electrical fault back in July of this year, which lost four satellites. Don't know what they're doing then, do they? Honestly, me neither, though. <laughs> to be fair, um, uh, so today on Scott Manley's YouTube channel, I recommend everyone go watch this video because he played Kerbal Space Program um, and at the same time interviewed uh, Peter Beck, who's the CEO of Rocket Lab, and it's a fucking incredible interview. Um, I totally recommend giving it a watch. Because uh, okay. And uh, amazingly, Peter <clears throat> Beck is not a trained astrophysicist. Um, he's he's like self-taught everything. Um, he used to be uh, like a, a, a engineer for oh, what's it called? <clears throat> like uh, hard labor tools. Okay. And then he just started playing around with propellants. He made a rocket motorcycle, and then he launched a rocket company. And in 2014, they um, built the Electron launch vehicle, which is one they currently use, um, and since then have launched 94 satellites into... But, 96 yeah. satellites into <laughs> orbit. Fair play. Which is incredible. I'm sorry, I just had to do a little bit of my own research quickly. Nitty yeah. McGritty. Mm -hmm. well, Nitty McGritty. I found <laughs> three boats. Icebreaker boats that are called... Coolie yeah. McCoolface, Icy McIceface, and Freezing McFreezeface. <laughs> I, 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 I want to break freeze. Hans Nolo. <laughs> gritty Gritty Bang Bang. <laughs> These are all um, ice plows in uh, Scotland. Um, Slippy McGritty. Uh, snow, snow Bother. Um, snowball. Uh, Mongo. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That was a bloody good one. Yes, sir. Ice can boogie. Um, uh, the incredible ice bear. This the grittest snowman. Uh, the golden great gritter. Um, uh, I like that one. Spready mercury. <laughs> right. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> are, are, are you happy? Are, are you happy with your your section? Are you done? You yeah, I'm done. We can we, we can move on oh. to cyberpunk. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We're big news. About, we're gonna talk about things going wrong for console 
pleb. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Cyberpunk. I'm sure PC people are enjoying it. Maybe not to the fullest of graphics, but uh, any console people out there? Oh, no. I know people who've got it on PC and are running into game-breaking glitches. Really? I've Most people <clears throat> I've spoken to have played it said they've come into some glitches, but none of them have been game-breaking. Like, one will mm. just be like a... Uh, someone will, like, pull out something and it's meant to be in their hand, but instead it's, like, attached to their head. It's like, <laughs> yeah. But, I, um, I've... I've I've seen yep. stuff where like you can look through the map and stuff like that if you're in right, the wrong yeah. place, but you don't. But know, it every, everyone break I know game. has at least, <clears throat> yeah, everyone I know has at least had something that's immersion breaking, yeah. and I know quite a few people who have experienced even on PC some game breaking stuff. It is but, buggy um, as hell. It is buggy. It's buggy as hell. But there's it's a really reason. Good game, though. There's a reason for it. It wasn't ready. They rushed it. No. Well, they well they kind of were forced to. They got sent death <clears throat> threats by people because they were going to delay it again. Yeah. I was going to say like. The the, the 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 pressure from one the people at the top saying you need to get this out now we need yeah. the money from this because otherwise people aren't going to buy it when it does come out and the pressure from the ground from the people who wanted to play it going where's our game where's our game and then that like they were forced to there wasn't a choice there yeah they didn't um, really have a choice they probably were going to delay it again uh, I would have been fine with that I would have thought do it yeah give it another give it another, yeah. give it another year yeah give it another year Iron out the kinks. It likes feet, um, and then <laughs> just kind of went over both your heads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna try breeze past that one. <laughs> um, to be fair, they are removing the amount of um, certain objects within the game as well. From what I've I mean, they're doing yeah. their best. Seen. They're doing their best. They're, they're, yeah, they are. They are. And um, from what I can still see, it looks like an absolutely stunning, brilliant game. However, it's just too early and we only have the people to blame for that not the developers we only have the people my forward. Like, and... my my annoyance completely goes to the executives at cd project red um because I... they didn't do a very good job of managing expectation with the community <clears throat> because they they're the ones that announced the release date way too early um and then force the developers to work to that release date even when mm. they pushed it back um and then they didn't shield their developers enough from the community mm-hmm. when the I, community I, I was don't getting i don't annoyed. feel like the community is like completely blame free though the community oh, no. was uh, the... a big factor in this at the same time i would be cautious <laughs> about putting blame onto a consumer of a product I very much like. I very much will put the blame on consumers of a product if they're actually sending death threats, which they did. Oh, well, that's completely, you know, like that, that, that is the community. That is the community they're catering to. Yeah. Um, the the executive should have done a better job, but I feel like the pressure from the community wasn't acceptable. Like, uh, no, I mean, for no. example, for example, how long has um, uh cyberpunk been known about it's been known about for a good like five years or so isn't it yeah three four i want to say something like that yeah but apparently it's been being worked on for eight i don't believe that to be 100 percent true i think maybe that's when the script was optioned uh cyberpunk Uh, was uh, first announced in may 2012 it's funny that's a long time that it's a a long time around that's around the same been... time Sea of Thieves was announced. And Sea of Thieves mm-hmm. suffered the same problem upon release because they were rushed to put it out. Yes. And there are still bugs to this day that have been around on day one because people want more content. People are begging for more. People are begging for this. Mm-hmm. People want this. So the developers have no time to be able to 
kink out the game and make it actually a better game. Instead, yeah. people are asking for more content, so they're having to push out what the people want because that's. And then when the people don't get the finished product because they've had to rush to get it out on time, it's the producers. They complain and want refunds. Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree. Um, And you see, I've been seeing it. Even stuff like I I watch Co, uh, Co Carnage, Mm. who is a huge variety streamer who Mm. has been playing Cyberpunk religiously since it came out. Mm. Um, He wasn't sponsored to to actually play the game by them. But he even got permission to stream it early. He yeah, got he got to stream it a day before release because <clears throat> loads of them had yeah. it. Um, and I've been watching his streams. His streams have been entertaining. The game has mm. been really pleasant to just sit and watch. And the amount of detail they've put into producing this game is phenomenal. But they also said they were going to do specific things and then have had to cut them out of the game completely to get it out on time. So there was meant to be a, a the police in the game meant to be really intuitive they were meant to be like quest lines involving the police they were meant to be um like rank up systems and stuff for it nothing it's not there it doesn't exist at all mm. uh, just, yeah i think we're just gonna have to give it time because like mm. every game these days doesn't come out perfect no, I, I would love to imagine a game comes out on release and bam there is nothing wrong with it at all money it just doesn't like, happen. They're, just they're, they're trying happen. to sell uh, uh, call of duties for example um i stopped playing call of duty after black ops 3 because they were pumping out the same shit just with cosmetic differences it was the exact same game with the exact same mechanics and everything was bullshit it's such a shit game to play the last time i like the most recent version of call of duty i have played has been the free version which is warzone and even that has bugs and hacks and cheaters and all the kind of shit it's awful yeah that's what put me off of warzone (laughs) yeah I don't actually enjoy play- uh, like uh, Warzone was a game that I play with a couple of my mates and it's a bit of a giggle sometimes but honestly yeah. I don't really enjoy playing it because you literally just you start you die you have to go back to the beginning you start you die you go back to the beginning it's just rinse yeah. and repeat it's boring those games are the exact same the same thing it's producers wanting to make money from new releases so they release the games even though they're crap and then they just make money off of it because people will buy the same shit again mm. and again and again now, not putting it into the same boat, but putting it into the same boat. Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon is practically the same thing, and they are making a fucking mint from it. It's one of their flagship mm-hmm. games, because people will just buy the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah. Now, I mean, the original games of both of the releases I've just mentioned were phenomenal games that really encouraged and enticed people to play them. Um mm. Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare game, flagship yeah. of the title, and you'll not get a better version of Call of Duty than the original Modern Warfare. No, no probably not, no. The original that Pokemon game games, the first three or four generations, are the mm. flagship titles of that game, and then they've produced more on top of it, and they've, those games have all been carried by the flagships. Battlefield yeah. is the same. Like the, the <clears throat> My least favourite, FIFA. Um, I'm sorry. The original but... FIFA games were all right. I played FIFA on the Game Boy of uh, Game Boy Color, I think it was. Well, if you like the original FIFA games, you would like the one that's coming out next year because they're all the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're all the same. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Why didn't I see that one coming? <laughs> but yeah, no, I didn't even think of it. To be honest, <clears throat> more microtransactions because <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, I, like going back to your original point, like. 
the issue with cyberpunk is twofold it's people pressuring the the producers of the game to pump out a game quicker because we've gotten into the mentality now of we want this game now so two years down the line from the original release you'll get number two two years from that you'll get the next one mm. but every time they've done that and because we as consumers and i'm i'm just lumping every consumer in together here it's not specifically us but we as the consumers have encouraged that behavior and have enticed the the execs at the top of these things to go, oh, well, these suckers will buy these games regardless of how quickly we pump them out. Fucking get on it. Let's get as much money as we can. Yep. And now you've got a situation where games that take long to produce, Elder Scrolls Six, for example... People are like, where's don't, Elder Scrolls Six? Don't don't even start with me on Elder Scrolls Six, mate. I've been waiting nine nine goddamn years. You and me both, brother. You and me both. All we've like, seen is a mountain and a title. Yes, yes, I know. See, I, I know. Think... I, I I sat up until what was it like three three a.m. to watch the fucking um the one little trailer. It's for, just a little uh, shot of some mountains. How late did we sit up to watch that? It's like three or three or four, uh, three or four o'clock in the morning, right at the end of the Bethesda, um, yeah, like presentation. It's just that one little bit, and I was like, take my soul, just give me the game. Um, yeah, but like it's literally been we, we've gone past the the nine year mark for for Skyrim, and Skyrim is still going strong. People yeah. play the game I because see, the thing is, I think this goes back to what I was saying about managing a community's expectations, mm -hmm. because. Bethesda have just only recently, and when I say recently, it was like, what, last year? Or was it the year before? Two years ago. 2018. So it was the year before last that they went, oh, we might be working on Elder Scrolls Six, but they, they haven't given a release date. Mm. You know, they haven't said, oh, we're this far along. To be, yeah. to be fair, but Cyberpunk better. was announced in 2012. They didn't start working <clears throat> on it until 2015. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, <clears throat> I would relate it very heavily because it's a very similar game to Watch Dogs Legion. Yes. Wait, what is, um, is that a cat? Cyberpunk and Watch Dogs Legion. Oh, sorry, I was I got really confused. I thought yeah. you were talking like Skyrim was like Watch Dogs Legion, <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, what Watch Dogs uh, Legion have you been playing? Yeah. Um, but no, like so, Cyberpunk and Watch Dogs Legion, um, like Watch Dogs Legion was announced uh, back in June 2019 mm -hmm. with a March 2020 release date. Yep. Um, then in October 19, uh, October 2019, mm. they said. Do you know what? We're, we're delaying this because it's not going to be ready for the date that we said. They never gave a new release date <clears> until <throat> E3. Yeah. Or when E3 when it was already ready to go, pretty much. When they knew exactly when it'd be ready to go. And that's where CD Projekt Red have gone. Because <laughs> you can blame it on the community and say, look, it was these people sending death threats. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. if you're on the internet, no matter what, you're going to get death threats sent to you. It's like you kind of have to live with. Um, I will as throw bad a cat at you if you send me a death threat. <laughs> I've got two to choose from, and both of them will eat your face. All right, I'm about to send two death threats to you, mate. I want those threats. Let's go. Um, no, I didn't say but, they'd stay. Know, they'll, they'll claw your face off and then come back. Oh, I'm fine with that. I'll give them love. I'll be like, bean. <laughs> bleeding everywhere. Bean. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where if, if CD Projekt Red had managed their community's expectations properly and ignored, and I think it is important to say they should have ignored anyone that was pressuring early release and stamping that out especially a big factor of that would be by saying we have no release date yet mm -hmm. um if they hadn't uh, done any of that then people would be ready for the game as it, it is Even it if would they have had... been it, it should Sorry, have been handled better all round mm. 
like 100 i did like i don't disagree with you i think the consumer expectation was that it was due to come out at x time and they yeah. failed to do you two stop it no bean fight um bean fight yeah they keep doing it um <laughs> it's really irritating um the expectation was set by the company they failed mm. to meet that expectation the consumers and then they tried too the, hard the, to make up for it. The consumers didn't have the right to react as harshly as they did, consuming the scope of the game. The execs didn't have the right to set up such an expectation only to have it fall flat on its face. Yeah. <clears throat> I think both of those things work in tandem. And I agree, like, yeah, um, that minus the people who sent the death threats who are the minority, the majority of the, the, the community wouldn't have been quite as like over the top mm. but this and is another all, thing like, they could have done like... Go on. uh yeah another thing <laughs> they could have done to ease off the uh anguish that they received from this release is if they rebranded it as an early access release yeah you know if if, if they put out a whole press release saying look the game isn't ready yet it's not as good as we want it to be but we're going to put it out because you're demanding it. Um, but we will fix it, which they didn't do. They said, here's the game. Yeah. If, they, if they had branded this as an alpha or an early access release. And being it does, honest it does come across. Saying, it does come across like an alpha. Um, yeah. That's the biggest issue, <clears throat> especially going back to Aggie's original point of the the console variation, especially last gen consoles. <laughs> like. Oh, yes. That basically what's happened is they've optimized for the majority of their market. And the majority of their market isn't last-gen console players. It's going to be no. next-gen console players <clears throat> and PC players, which have a decent experience of it for the most part. And I say yeah. decent, it's... I'd say that loosely. Um, <clears throat> but last-gen console players, mm. no. Yeah, no. they're not having a good time. But <clears throat> honestly, I, usually I'm rather proud to call myself a gamer. But ever since the release of Cyberpunk and how people have taken it, I'm rather disappointed in being a part of this community. It's I don't blame you. Yes. It's kind of um, like, just expect expect it to be buggy. I mean, Skate, Skate 3. How how influential is that game? People love that game. Skyrim is still buggy. buggy so. Skyrim is hella buggy. Skyrim, and it's one of the most buggy. iconic games of that generation of games. Exactly. Just I think people play it on your fucking fridge now. <laughs> yeah, and I think if you're if you're so ingrained to be excited about an upcoming game that you are classed as probably a gamer, don't like you. You should know that games upon release are never gonna be perfect. I never. It never mm. happens. I think that's a problem though. But th that's a problem that's brought on by gamers. No, no, no. Consumers. I think, I think I think a big problem that especially since stuff like online patching. Um, has become a thing is developers are being put on much more of a time scale which this, is, this is much more this is, unrealistic to get this is going back to my point earlier about call of duty and stuff like that it's going it's, back to that point if the, the the consumers are expecting games every year or two now the producers yeah. are trying to produce them to cater for the consumers because they want to make lots of money mm. the issue stems from people not being patient and the yeah. greed of the people who are making it at the top, the top brass kind of people, not the producers, because producers of the games is... are absolutely fucking phenomenal. <clears throat> like, um, yeah, the like Destiny the community, the, the 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 community devs for Destiny, 
mm. are some of the most positive and nice people you could come across on twitter for the most part and the amount mm. of flack and the amount of shit they get from the community is awful exactly about any game though look at full guys look at full guys yeah, no, twitter that's account. the issue you'll see yeah. someone there that's the issue that um oh what's his name yes. oliver age oliver um oliver, yeah. oliver age 24 you know um that there are people that will say oh oliver's <clears throat> such a cunt and it's like well, but he's not no yeah Exactly. People are that's aiming the problem, stuff right? at the wrong people, and that's why I'm kind of upset about the cyberpunk releases because they're aiming it at the people who actually made the game when it's yes. not their fault. It's the people behind right. those no, scenes. As, so something Here, I... that. Um... <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. Tabby. We should probably wrap up soon. Um, uh, well, I, I'm happy to carry on going as long as you guys are for this. To be honest, I'm oh, going to find. Yeah, uh, I'm going to post it into the the Twitch chat <clears throat> when I find it in a minute. But it's a piece of music. So I'm not going to play it, obviously. But it's a piece of music that you find in the game. And it's a scene where the main character and one of the the, the minor, uh, more minor characters are just having a conversation. But it's being played in the background. And while the chords that he's playing on this guitar that he's playing in the game aren't necessarily right, his hand gestures are actually proper chords. And there is, in the game at one point, somebody has been mocapped playing a song specifically so they can get the exact hand positioning, strumming pattern and everything into this scene. They're putting such intricate levels of detail in this game because they want to make yeah. it as immersive as they can. Yeah. And then between the community and the people at the top, they've been forced to rush it and waste that effort, which really pisses me there's, off. There's something <laughs> that um, Matophobia put on Twitter earlier, and I completely agree with it. Um, it's He said, the executives... At CD Projekt Red mm. should be embarrassed. <clears throat> exactly. And I think that sums up the entire situation is that the executives at CD Projekt Red mm. should be embarrassed, should yeah. probably be replaced by yes. the shareholders because their share price has tanked. It's still mm. better than it was at the start of the year, mm. but it's lost like 50% of its gains. Yeah. I've just posted the, the music in the background. It's posted, It's the way they've done it is cut out all of the background noise and all of the conversation, so it's just the piece of music. I had that on repeat yesterday for three hours because it's it's a five-minute piece of music and it is so mellow and so chill and it's, been, it's repeated right that it just sounds like one continuous piece of music. I could fall asleep to that. The quality of it is spot on. Um, yeah. I won't start listening to it now. Ten minutes, fifteen minutes, I'll start listening to it. <laughs> <clears throat> conked out yeah. good night mate um but like the quality of the bits they've done right are spot on mm, but yeah. the things they've had to bypass and overlook and not take into consideration because of the pressures from above and below to get mm. this game out on the time they've been told they need to get it out by it it's going to be another witcher 3 that took patch after patch after patch after patch after patch to get it to the quality of the game it is now but, then look but that's at, what look CD Projekt well Red are renowned for. Yeah. CD Projekt Red are renowned for that kind of business model. Exactly. I, I'm 100% sure in a few months' time, Cyberpunk 2077 will be a bloody amazing game. And all the people that demanded their refund are going to regret it. Yeah. <laughs> that was so but this strange. is the thing. Like, it, it will be. But <laughs> well, at the I'm moment, rich. it's barely running at 720 so at the moment, the yeah. company that produced the game have failed to cater to their market. Yeah. They have completely failed in that sense because they haven't produced what they promised to produce. 
That's not the developer's I think, fault. I think it's also that's the important. company's fault. Yeah, yeah, it's not the developer's <laughs> fault, but that's where no, gamers are going wrong. They're, they're aiming it at developers. Yeah, that's I, what I, I hate. completely agree. I am, I'm going to yeah. say this, I ju- just because yeah. I learned this today, I didn't actually know this. I don't use Twitter all that much. I'm not a massive Twitter head. There is a mute function on Twitter, so you don't have to unfollow people, but you can just mute them and it will stop yeah. the, their notifications popping up. All right, time. So if you don't like what someone... Yeah, I don't blame you. He comes out with a load of shit. I'm joking. It, yeah. it, retweet, it retweets that eggiest and that Dan Kirkwood bloke a lot, so he's got to be full of shit. Uh, yeah, he's got to be. Um, but if you don't like stuff someone's saying, mm. at this point, like I, I could go on Twitter and spend my entire day arguing with people. I'm pretty sure I did that a little while ago and had like a, a three-hour argument with someone on Twitter, which I then posted mm. into my group chat that I've got on Facebook with a couple of my mates, and they were all howling because <laughs> I was just completely <laughs> taking the piss out of this person who didn't understand what I was saying. Like, as in, just didn't get it, didn't understand what they (laughs) were saying, what I was saying. It was hilarious. But I could spend all day bashing into people that are uh, slagging off the the cyberpunk developers because the developers Mm. have worked that hard. They've done a fucking stunning job. They've done a stunning uh, job. The game is amazing. there's, There's places where you can go and just look at the cityscape. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's most, why I want to enjoy the game. Is just want to look. It's one of the most <laughs> impressive sites in gaming I have seen for a very long time. Yeah, but I'll have to get on my PC because I, I could get yeah. on my Xbox, but my PC will run it. <laughs> just wait. Your PC just will wait. run it. So your, your PC will yeah. run it. Your PC will run it. My PC can handle it. Yeah. I know people. Who no, PC, I mean, PCs I, I, ha- I haven't got it yet. All right. Um, I'm getting Assassin's Creed <clears throat> Valhalla first because I've been looking forward to Valhalla because I can go to the city I work in in Valhalla. Um, which is quite cool. Uh, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you where that is after the next stream, week. so nobody gets not any information week. about me. Uh, not next week. So we're not next. Um, should we? I'm gonna have we to shoot. wrap up. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's possible. basically, consumers and executives are ourselves. That's that's the line mm. we're going with. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So executives are ourselves. <clears throat> executives are definitely ourselves because they're only in it for the money. If they did it for the love of the game, the quality of games being pumped out would be so much better. Yes. Uh, so yep. basically, we need to start a gaming company and produce games. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how all gaming companies start, and then they like they make money. lots of money and they get but, greedy. Yeah, but, yeah, but then again, like I have come up with some pretty, in like stellar ideas for games that never come to see the light of day. So yeah. I know that if I was I, to be a game I've developer, got, I've, I've, I've got, got some in here. Like the Sea of Thieves, you can catch you can catch a chicken, but do they lay eggs? Can you provide your team with eggs on Sea of Thieves? No, no, you can't. But you can have chickens. Egg simulator. There was probably a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so uh, just rolling back quickly before you disappear off. um, Next week there is no stream because it is Christmas. we are streaming on the Tuesday. Are you two about on Thursday, twenty fourth? Maybe. He no? isn't. Okay. But he I isn't. Am. Okay. Uh, we might. I might stream be. I might the... be. I might. Be. Keep me posted. I, I'm not fussed if we don't on Thursday. I, I don't um, mind if the... you guys do it without me on Thursday if you're available. And New Year's oh, Day. New Year's Day. The first of January. January. I will have to come back to you on that one. That's fine. Okay. So Dead Pixels might take a couple of weeks off. Just due to prior It's the holiday season, uh, right? It's the holiday season. Holiday season, boys. So potentially we'll be back on either the first, and if not the first, it'll be the eighth. Um, but until and then, you can watch the stream if you're listening to the audio-only version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and anywhere else it's available. 
I'm Bobcast. not sure of the full list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can watch it live on Fridays at around 8 o'clock at twitch.tv slash havoc9966. You can oh. find us at, at havoc9966 on Twitter, at dankirkwoodtv on Twitter, that's me, and Eggy is at the eggiest y t. No, no, it's, it's just, just, just the eggiest. Yeah, because I'm the eggiest. Why did I put YT in your name? At the eggiest. Uh, I'm not I'll, the eggiest YouTuber. I'm just the I'll eggiest. I did that name. before I put it on the podcast. Good <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hang on, uh, let me just grab yeah, a team recording. At the eggiest on Twitter. There you go. Boom. And now we pretend right. I never fucked up. <laughs> uh, you fucked up. We all know you fucked up. We saw you fuck up live on the internet. For everybody yes. to see. Everyone knows. <laughs> the whole world right, anyway. And um, for now, we will leave it there. So thank you very much for hanging out. We will catch you after the new year. Have a happy holiday season. Look after happy yourselves. Year. Stay safe. And Merry we'll Christmas. Watch my Merry film Christmas. on Amazon Prime. Drink your eggnog. Watch our film on Amazon Prime. Um, oh yeah, our film. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. Wait. What? Well, I, I'm this. We all worked on this film. I did, I was wait, the did you work Eggie, on that? I, I was the screenwriter. I was the writer. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Watch our film when I was in Prime. Yeah, watch, watch our film when I was in We all made a film without knowing. So far. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Concrete Ride on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon, the what? Amazon what? Amazon Prime. Uh, uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime Video. Amazon Prime Video, Concrete Ride. It's a, it's a great little short. It is. Yeah. I can't believe yeah. you. No way, I did not know you were the screenwriter for that. That's mad. Right, <laughs> let's end the stream. We'll go from there. Right, take care, look after yourselves. We'll see you after Merry the uh, holidays. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.